Sherry, with me, Tawny, and her mom, Marielle. Welcome to your new safe space, where there's no such thing as TMI. Hello, welcome back to Oversharing. We have returned after our oopsie daisy week off. Yes. <laughs> Are you okay over there? I'm straightening my wires. <laughs> Tangled. Um, for anyone who uh, isn't local or doesn't know, we're from Philadelphia. And the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. And the Philadelphia Eagles are having a crazy season. They're undefeated so far. Uh, the World Series games come on late. Last night, I was watching like in bed and I fell asleep at some point and had the timer set. And I remember waking up at like 2.30 in the morning and Googling the Philly score. Because I was like, oh my God, I missed it. And I just wait for you to text yeah. me. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, so last week, um, <laughs> celebrating again, the Phillies getting into the World Series pushed my whole schedule for the week mm -hmm. because I'm in my 30s. So if I want to have a good time, I need a whole day to recover from the good time. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giddy because it's late. <laughs> it's a little later than we usually record. By the time you guys hear this, the Phillies will be World Series champions <laughs> and the Eagles will be 8-0 and life will still be good. There so. you go. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a lot of stuff to look forward to. But Halloween just came and went. It did. What was your favorite thing about Halloween this year? Grayson? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got... Um, that's interesting. That's the little boy I nanny. Yeah, and I got to meet one of my great nieces. You did. And yeah. she was precious. She's very precious. And it was cold, and she and she runs hot, <laughs> so it was a perfect opportunity. And I just got to snuggle with her, and she like she's like a little heater. Yeah, and I was able to turn her around so she could see everybody, and she just hung out with me. Yeah, and her brother is too, and he's great. But we all got a kick out of his new thing, which he demonstrated for us at this block party. Is that if you tell him no, or he doesn't like what's going on, he'll just sit down and be like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and cry about it. I'm going to cry about it over here. <laughs> I'm going to cry about it. And it was fantastic. No, but I like when his mom says, well, why don't you cry about it over here? And then he, and he slides himself on his butt. Nope, over here. <laughs> Kids are so funny. Uh, I mean, they're I awesome. Think they, 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 there's... Yeah, I, that was really great about Halloween because yeah. we didn't we don't get trick or treaters. I don't get to see the kids. I know, yeah, we don't up. get trick or treaters. Yeah. I was the neighborhood, so we went to another neighborhood and trick or treated um, with the little boy I watch, and I was surprised to find out even their neighborhood was kind of light, yeah. like compared to what our neighborhood used to be when mm -hmm. we lived in Philly. Right. Um, yeah. It was very light. But it was also... Halloween has changed. I was going to say, it was also 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but I can tell you... Well, I they, well, New Jersey sometimes puts limits on it. I think it's 3 to but 7. But I can tell you, I've had trick-or-treaters uh, when we lived over in Philly at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like one of those days. I remember... Yeah, we were always prepared. My older kids, as soon as they came home from school, like they were ready, you know? Yeah. They just wanted to eat a little something, put their costumes on, and then go hang out with their friends and yeah. trick or treat. So And I also, you know, you mentioned I don't it's not the greatest part, but I, I went to a couple of different events with you that involved small children and and young teens and um I noticed so much police presence. And it yeah. wasn't overwhelming and it wasn't intimidating, but it was interesting how it was able to be provided and i was like ah yeah we talked <laughs> but we, they're not don't get me wrong i'm not trying to say they're high but um i liked it no we you and i talk a lot about how different just life is now that we are in like a county as opposed to a city. like a township versus a city like philadelphia i mean they're just not comparable you're mm -hmm. it's you know, now we live in, now it's like we live in one of those little communities in a Lifetime movie. Mm -hmm. And Philadelphia could never 
be that. If we didn't live on such a big street, I don't think we'd see anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's one of the perks, I think, of New Jersey. And you're still yeah. going to be so close to the city, close to New York. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just a train ride away. It's, we're all just a train <laughs> ride away. <laughs> so there's something you brought up to me recently, and I, it triggered a core memory. So where did you, what got you interested in the topic of rehoming and give a brief ex- explanation of what it is? So... I saw a video. I did not. I've never heard of the term. Was it on TikTok, girl? It was. Of course, it was on TikTok. (laughs) I mean, I am on Twitter now, though. That's true. um, Only because I can get that on the train when it goes underground, and we're, you know what I mean. I can still read through the feed, but right, right, right. Without TikTok freezes. Anyway, we're. So I saw the video, and it was kind of like it was set up like a runway, uh, and there were children that were walking down the runway and they were literally describing these children that are now available because the people who, I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little worked up over this because it just, well, it sounds like you're describing like one of those date auctions that you would see on Saved by the Bell, but they were children. We're talking yes. about children. We are. Ta- and there were people in the audience and so they were describing these children. children. They were, I, I guess that's the term. So I'm, I'm watching that sounds this. Sounds like trafficking. I'm watching Sorry. this video and they're saying that, you know, a family adopts a child, but at one point when they decide that's not the child they wanted, you can try to rehome it to another family. So they're basically bouncing these children around. Um, and it's, it's kind of gross. Right. Yeah, I think we've probably all heard of this being done with like pets, you know, but with a child. Yeah, that's the SPCA, right? <laughs> you like put them. Yeah, that's and, the, but that's but, but that's pets. But what's but what's interesting is there's even a lot of discussion about how traumatizing that can be for animals. I bet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet. And now we're talking about humans. Yeah. What was what were the ages of these kids? They were little. They were, they were, you know, they were like, able to walk elementary, I was going to say elementary school. So I'd have to say, and I only saw the back of them. Right. You know what I mean? It was like someone, I don't think the person taking the video was supposed to be taking the video. Did you? It was supposed to be a private event. Oh, I I can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to, I want to get more into it. The creepy shit that does go on. Really. It's sad. It's really sad. It's sad. And yeah, it, it's sad. Um, so I remembered a story when you brought this up. I remembered a story that took place during COVID, which honestly to me makes it even all the more traumatic. But I don't know if you had heard about this. So YouTube, there's a YouTube family. Do you even know that that's a thing? No. Yeah. So there's families that just make YouTube videos, something like about their lives, about their days, about their vacations, uh, science projects, like all okay. kinds of shit, prank, playing pranks, which I'm not a big, no, not a big fan of pranks. Mm-mm. Um, but anyway, so these people, I'm pretty sure, yeah, popular YouTube family, and they had adopted a child from China. I'm gonna probably butcher a lot of these names, but Mika Stalford, her husband James, based in Ohio, produced videos about Huxley's adoption and his challenges. So they made it a point to document the entire journey from beginning to, unfortunately, there was an end. Um, so, and this is how their their platform grew, right? Okay. Then, because obviously <coughs> other people that are going through the process of adoption, you want to find a community. And especially if this is a family that feels relatable and they're willing to share and document their content. Sure. Great. A lot of people are going to gravitate towards that. Plus, um, I think there is an element of adoption that is very fascinating for people. You know, yeah. there's a lot of levels to it. So it anyway, is. there's this family. And at one point they released a video to explain how they had made the decision to rehome Huxley. So here it says, in July 2016, they announced plans to adopt a toddler from China and that they were considering adopting a second from Uganda or Ethiopia. The adoption agency told them Huxley had brain damage. 
Mrs. Stauffer wrote in a magazine article. Oh, I read that wrong, but you guys got it. After hesitating, the couple decided to proceed when God softened our hearts. They said revenue from sponsored videos would pay for the adoption. They also asked followers to donate $5 towards supporting their son's need, promising to write donors' names in a baby book. <laughs> this already feels icky, doesn't it? <laughs> One video of the family going to China to meet two-year-old Hugsley was extremely popular and clocked up more than 5.5 million views on YouTube. Tapping into the popular trend of family life videos, the couple produced hours of content documenting their son and his life following adoption. Um, gangs here. Detailed updates on Huxley's development progress were included, as well as clips of him. Other videos on the couple's YouTube and Instagram accounts include advice about pregnancy. The couple had two more children after adopting Huxley. Homeschooling, decoration, and household chores. Mrs. Stauffer was also interviewed in magazines about caring for children with disabilities. Uh, companies including Glossier and Good American, I think that's Chloe Kardashian, offered sponsorship deals, and the birth of their fifth child was featured in People magazine in 2019. <laughs> Wait, in September 2019, Ms. Stauffer posted an update in which she said that Huxley had received treatment following a diagnosis of autism, but followers noticed that in late 2019 and early 2020, Huxley stopped appearing in the videos. Oh, where's Huxley? <laughs> on Tuesday, the couple posted an update in which they explained Huxley had been given permanently to another family for the sake of his emotional well-being. The adoption agency had not given them the full picture about Huxley's health, they said, and doctors in the U.S. said he now needed a different fit in his medical needs. So wait. Whoa. So I adopt a baby and they tell me this baby has brain damage. Yes. Later on, I say, you didn't tell me the extent. Brain damage is brain damage. Brain damage, yeah. And I mean, that could have been anything. You didn't ask questions? Anyway, right. I, I don't understand. So you're but thinking. I feel like there's so much money involved. Right. Well, I mean, whenever someone, it, it sounded like a sponsorship deal, right? You get your name in the baby's baby book. You get memorialized in this kid's life. For what? For what? You right. know what I mean? That's where it gets mm -hmm. icky. That's the difference between a donation and a And where's the book now? I wonder. I wonder if it's with Hugsley. But so you figure in 2016 and then he was out of sight in 2019. So this child's three years old. And then did you hear the part where they had more children after him? Yeah. So you were already struggling to take care of this child that you went through the process. You chose to go through this process and adopt this child. Then you continue to have more children. What were they were up to five? Yeah. But then you rehome Hugsley? See, I don't understand. I wonder that. if I'm even saying his name right. It sounds. But. It's H U X. Yeah. Huxley. Huxley. Oh. But can you. I can I know. Well, first of all, I have to tell you, I'm going to be completely candid. I can't imagine adopting a child with brain damage. I'm sorry. I, I know. It's not. I, 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 I know. I, I, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I, I mean. <sighs> Listen, I, I don't, I just don't, I, I don't know. It's hard to completely understand this story. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I there's mean? so much more to it. But the fact that they were going to hide what even happened, you know what I mean? I'm sure it was pressure from the public. Well, yeah. That made them come the forward. The readers wanted to say, what's going on? Where, where's Huxley? But here's the thing I do not understand. <laughs> if one of your biological children... Oh, here he is. If one of your biological children was diagnosed with autism, like, would you give them away? I'm so confused. Like, what was it about Hugsley that the connection wasn't there for you enough? And he was your first? Was he? I mean, he must have been the second child. So for real, though, imagine. Man. Like, imagine in, in, in real life, because I don't even know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> where are these people from? Right? Um, Another all right, I had my firstborn. Sweet angel, sweet little girl angel, right? The second one comes along, not what I expected. Are you? Can I just give like him back? Sounds like a personal experience. Who wears a mouth again? Um, really, like you can't just give a child away. Well, I guess you can. That's what I find so interesting about um the overturning of Roe versus Wade. You know what I mean? This whole save all babies narrative. Again, what happens when the child has special needs? What happens they when... They leave them in a home. 
And they then, leave they leave them in a home. And like what the fuck? You and then they're I mean? stuck in a bed. And don't get me wrong. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are there's there's plenty of children who go through foster care and you know do stay in the system that I'm sure don't get abused and do have I don't want to say they have okay lives. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to imply that anyone who goes through the system or ends up in a foster home is abused, but unfortunately that's what is put into us by the media and different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of it is just so complicated, but that's why I don't understand why they would force people to give birth, you know, especially what if the woman in that situation knew that her child had brain damage, wasn't able to get an abortion and had to give the child up for adoption. Do you know what I mean? But like this poor child, that's that's what we're really not considering here is what happens to these kids when you're they suddenly birth. become unlovable to the people that were forced to give birth to them. Right. Or even people who chose to give birth to them because mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who have decided to have a child and then also decided not to take care of it. Yeah. So, but that is crazy to me. Yeah. So rehoming was a term that I definitely had never heard before. And then all of this is just so creepy that it's happening and it's for real. You know what I mean? You almost think, oh, wait, is that like a true story? Yeah. Are we getting punked? Yeah. And then it is. Yeah. There's like, oh, and they took out two COVID-19 relief loans. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) Wow. What a mess. So many people took out them loans. People who... I wonder if this is ever going to come back to bite me in the ass, right? (laughs) Record this. But people who put everything about their lives out on blast and then eventually end up being, like, awful people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What a crazy thing to happen. But then I guess she really wasn't being transparent. That would have been a different route, right? What if she... What if she would have just leaned in? What if she would have just been completely transparent about her struggles, about what she was feeling, about trying to connect with this child or trying to raise a child with autism? Or do you know what I mean? Like, do you think that the hate of just the way we are as a society would have been bigger than the support she could have possibly received? No, I don't. I think that because it was so cut and dry, you know what I mean? The story went from, you know, she adopted this child, had all, you know, all the things in between. And then Huxley's disappears. And then, oh, we got these other results. He has autism and I, I just can't do it. But so it's just, it, there, there's so much more to the story. And no, from me looking and watching the videos on TikTok, I, I can tell you there, she would have had a support system so big. Yeah. Because there are so many empathetic people out there yeah you know what I mean who would have rallied around um so no I think I think she should have been transparent I think it would have given her a better result if they're getting backlash it may it may have been different yeah I mean depending on what the true story is that's the thing I have to be there's anything like nefarious yeah going on yeah something but you know as, as we see it now it's it's absolutely great that Huxley's not in her care anymore. Yeah. She didn't want him. They didn't have the means. Exactly. So exactly. hopefully he's with someone, you know what I mean, who, with a family that knows what they're doing. Right. But they as put far as raising they a child because in that position to not have the means. Because Huxley came first. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be rude. No. <laughs> No. Like, you literally went out of your way to adopt a child. I know, but I'm saying they didn't have the emotional... Yeah, I understand. And I'm not trying to judge them, but it's... But that's another thing, right? Yeah. When we flip it back to the abortion conversation, it could always come back to that when we're talking about people being forced. Like, there's always this implication that motherhood just turns on. Do you know what I mean? That for every single woman, if you get pregnant... That there's this little thing in you, this light that goes on where you suddenly bond with this child and you're just instantly in the club. And I think it's so unfair. And I say that as someone who has been maternal since I left the womb. Do you know what I mean? But I have plenty of friends and that are women and 
they're just not interested. Mm-hmm. And and that's not in a, a mean way. Like they're around ch- children. They're perfectly kind to their nieces and nephews, but it's not their fucking job. It doesn't interest them. They don't have that need. And for society to imply that every woman is supposed to feel that want and is also supposed to have the capacity to just click into motherhood easily. Right. Is bullshit. Right. It's not fair. So there's nothing easy about motherhood, right. first of all, right. um, or nothing easy about parenthood, I mm-hmm. want to say, in, in general. But um, thankfully for me, I, I did have that maternal, you know, instinct, that maternal instant love. And you know what I mean? Right. I, I did. And I'm, and I'm glad because I do know people who don't have it. Yeah. And but they should be able to express that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They should be able to say, listen, I'm not really connecting with this kid, you know, because there might be there there is help early intervention for that. <laughs> yeah. And I was having a conversation without they should be able to express that without feeling like they're doing something wrong or that they're a bad person. Exactly. Because you're not doing you're anything not. wrong. You're if you don't connect, you don't connect. I mean, it's the same way with, you know, with Any breastfeeding. No, but, it, but it's, <laughs> oh. it's, it's like breastfeeding as well. Yes. It's sometimes it just, there's just not a connection between that, that infant and that breast. It yeah. just, or like me, I got sick. Yeah. I got infections. You, you know what I mean? Oh God, I have so many friends that got so, so sick know, and then went back to doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, God bless you. But if you don't have a connection, you don't have a connection. Yeah. And, but that doesn't mean that it can't come along. You know what I mean? It really depends. You know what I mean? And I think people forget that when we are upset or whatever we're feeling, sometimes, you know, our children feel that. They definitely feel that. You know what I mean? They, they feel that and we're pushing that energy onto them. So if they're cranky and moody and you know what I mean? Sometimes could be absorbing our bullshit. Yeah. I had read an article a woman talked once how she grew up in a home with a lot of yelling and a lot of disagreeing and a lot of chaos. And she's like, I wanted to be sure that I never showed my kids that same kind of emotional outburst. So whenever I'm upset about something or I'm not getting my way, I very calmly react to it. But, you know, I just, oh, here we go again. Hmm. Oh, you spilled your milk, like little things like that. And one day... Her child said something to her, you know, about it and was, and she was like, oh, you know, like you notice when I'm upset or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I know. I always know when you're mad at me, like you're never mean, but I can tell the sigh in your voice or the way your voice changes, the little noises that you make. And I'm like, we really do set these small little, I remember so much younger, like being younger with you, there was a constant, not just you because dad as well, just in our home, just a constant, like reading the tone like mm-hmm. reading everything like if you walked in the door and didn't say hi to me i was like why what did i do why isn't right. she saying hi to me and then if you did say hi to me i'm like oh like do you know what i mean like i think yeah. we talked about this even into my 20s where i would say that some days if you didn't text me during the day that i'd have extreme anxiety where i'm like is she mad at me did i do something is there something wrong at the house like right. But what a shame. I know. And that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think just the way how toxic our house was when yeah. I was growing up, I take every like little reaction that someone has. And you're still and that wonder. way. Yeah. I try. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're something getting better. I'm, I'm actively you're, happy. Yeah, you are. You are. But to work on is it, not take things personally. <laughs> it's hard, you know, and I had no idea you know, that I was exuding that, you know what I mean? That, that energy, I was, yeah. yeah. And that sucks. Yeah, so I mean, maybe you could rehome me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't. I'm not trying to make fun. But, no, it, I mean but, maybe. You know, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> rehome my mother. <laughs> no, it's so true though because I remember so many times with the kids where I was reacting. Like <clears throat> my words were fine, and I was giving them what they want, but it was totally obvious in my body language or my you know, shitty reaction that I was annoyed. And for what? I was probably annoyed over something dumb, you know? <laughs> and it's funny that we're talking about this because I know I just said it to you. What's today? What's today? Okay. I said it to you a couple of days ago that I witnessed a woman on Halloween with the patients. I've never seen anybody yeah. with such patients, you know, 
trick-or-treating with a child that had a lot of energy mm-hmm. and literally, and, and only two. So, you know, you're out three, I'm yeah. sorry, three, but you're out in in the streets and, you know. <laughs> yeah, that can be so, so overwhelming. And she just, he just went about his day and was able to run up and ring on bells and <laughs> She just was the most, I've never seen anybody with such patience yeah. ever. I'd have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not what <laughs> the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And you would have tried to regulate Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I enjoyed Halloween this year. <laughs> it was, it was really fun. I do remember. Yeah. You were very high strung when we were mm-hmm. kids, you know, but you've talked before about how a lot of it wasn't even that you cared Right. You know, it was more was so just too afraid of how he would react. What my dad would do, or if we were in a public setting, like what one of your siblings would say, mm-hmm. or somebody else's reaction. Because, you know, most of the time, because it wasn't normally about me, I blended in. But most of the time, like my brother wasn't bothering anybody. I mean, right. when he started like making right. razor, so you, you know, use a bone term. Arrows. Is it is it hyper vigilant? What is it? What is that word? There's a term that you use, and I think it was about a behavior that I had had. And I think that I actually felt that same thing, you know, with, with my husband, you, you know what I mean? Like walking on eggshells almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, hypervigilant mm-hmm. would be correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, here like I was, walking on eggshells. you know, I was doing it from him and then, and then I was creating an, an, an essence in the room where you needed to do that with me. And, yeah. And that's, I mean, I think things like that carry over in all types of ways, right? Like even our romantic relationships we can manifest anything so if you're always waiting for my dad to be upset with you about something then the kids would be the easiest thing Mm -hmm. you know yeah so it's like and also you probably felt so out of control in your own life because you were kind of under his thumb in a way yeah Yeah. you constantly had to placate him to not get in trouble or to not be berated or Mm -hmm. you know you just wanted to stay in a nice place right so it's like you felt so out of control with yourself you probably were like if i can control these kids and that is why not only right not only will it wasn't clean i would get chastised not only will i meet my need Mm -hmm. but i'll also be able to validate right Yeah, but in the meantime, look what I did. (laughs) Yeah, but that wasn't the focus of the time. (laughs) No, because I had no idea. Of course not. You you know what I mean? Of course not. I mean, look at where we are. You don't effing know. Look at where we are as a society, and that's what generational trauma is, and that's what breaking the cycles are. It's being able to stop those things that happen to the people before you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And put an end to them so they don't keep hurting people. There's so many things that families let slide and you can't do that. And I'm that. glad I don't anymore because that, that is a feeling of peace. Absolutely. You know, I do love the fact that I never have to worry about yelling in this home anymore. I know. I don't have to worry about someone raising their voice or screaming or, you know, banging on something. Just like, the noise, like out of the blue where mm-hmm. you're just sitting there, you know, watching right. TV and, and then, then someone starts taking a wall down. Right. Or shit, like crazy shit. the back of the head with a piece of sheetrock. A full sheetrock sheet. It was the full full sheetrock sheet. A full sheetrock sheet. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, where are we? Who the fuck ever knows? It's it's past your bedtime, so you're probably in La La Land. But I'm having a hot flash, so that... Do you need a minute? No, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) There is some... There was some stuff you brought up to me recently, oh some things you came across that you wanted to talk about. You didn't know the meanings of so, some words. First of all, and I didn't even look this up, Okay. but thirst trap, what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck is thirst trap? Okay. So a thirst trap would be the, a picture that you post in order to get attention. So typically when people talk about it, they're talking, if someone's like showing a little skin, maybe a, you know, a little titty cleavage out. Um, it can also be used to refer if you're trying to get the attention of one specific person. Like, oh, I posted a thirst trap, so my crush would DM me, you know. Um, so thirst trapping. Wait, where do all, when, when did thirst trap become a term? Listen, social media. That's the only, and, and I'm, this is all too young for me. Everything okay. you're going to say, I'm, it's probably even so too it's young. Too, no, I mean, I'm too old for it. Okay. <laughs> so now for we things. have, and I just heard this recently. An incel. Okay. This is a, this is a 
deep dive down a dark hole. Okay. Oh yeah, I've been down some of those dark holes. <laughs> so incel is short for involuntarily celibate. Okay. Which is a group of men who feel as if they are like basically friend zoned, which isn't a thing, by the entire female population. But in reality, they just hate women. women. And okay. they're nasty and have these crazy misogynistic ideals. And that's why they don't get dates or get laid. Mm. But they blame it on women and okay. society. I think I have that one correct. Okay. And it's typically like the stereotype of an incel would be like an older guy who like lives in his parents' basement. Okay. Barely fits in his t-shirts, doesn't shave or shower. And he's online, like, judging women. That's basically the... That's the stereotype. No offense to any incels. Wow. <laughs> no, fucking all the offense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and then another one. And, and I've heard this, but I hear it a lot more, I guess, because I am watching videos okay. on TikTok. Um, body count. Girl. Another deep dive. Body count. Know. I went my whole life. I went fifty. What did you now? When now in the medical field, body count <laughs> means other shit. You know what I mean? Ain't that the truth. So yeah. you don't. Yeah. When I'm on TikTok and I'm hearing them talking about body count, and I'm like, whoa! Like, what? What did you think it was when you first heard it? Did you immediately go medical? Yeah, I'm like these motherfuckers are dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they talking about? You know, and then I just, I swipe, I get past that video, and then I go in my little notepad. Now I start typing it in because I want to review these things with you. Right. Because now I don't even believe the Google. <laughs> I have to come to you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're in a bad So place. body count. And, and I know it's a term. I, I believe it's a term of how many women have been... But it's just how many people you've been sexual with or had sex with. I don't know if there has to be penetration. I don't really know the rules. Gotcha. So that's a thing. I mean, do, should we get like a like a card and wear it on us if we're <laughs> if marks? like if we're yeah like should we say like okay I'm three I'm fifty four and I'm three in three body counts in see that would be considered very low good for or you. or or I'm thirty two and I'm. 82 body count. What's right. the difference? What's I the difference of how know. many times I've had a sexual partner? So this is... Hold on. As opposed to me being married to a man and having 8,552 body counts in me <laughs> during that time With that of him. Man. What's the difference? I don't know. So this is also a misogynistic thing, right? Yes. Obviously. Um, I've heard the quote used basically men like to say, um, if a key, hold on, by the way, uh, I threw three out there as just a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just, it just was a part of the conversation. You don't have to tell us your body count, girl. That's, that's right. Your but I'm just business. saying, you were like, Ooh, that's low. I said okay. that would be considered, I'm not, I I'm just saying it's, that's, that's just a number so I men, out of mind. gross men, probably incels, like to say that if a key can unlock many locks, then it's a master key, but a lock that can be opened by any key is a shitty lock. So, so first of all, there were locks in this scenario. And they are the master keys? I mean, I <laughs> so 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 someone thinks they're a master key that can come in? And unlock my lock? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't personally get it. I remember this being a thing in high school. It's like, oh, you can't sleep with too many people. Like, uh, as if I, we've touched on this before. I have so, guy friends in their fucking 40s. I can tell who you. Who actually believe that a woman is devalued the more people that she has been with sexually. Or if she's engaged in certain things sexually, right. then she is devalued as a woman. I, it is bizarre to me. And the fact but all the while, who's having but these all conversations, the while, though? But all the while, they are still the people that are out there doing those things that with they these talk, women yes. that they're devaluing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, it, again. I don't understand. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I. So I can tell you. It, you know, back when I was a teenager, you know, and into my 20s, 
the, the, the terms that were always used about women all the time everywhere was slut, whore, you know what I mean? Like, and then you were shamed, you know? Yeah. And so, but I had never heard the term body count, but I guess it still mean all of those mean the same thing. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's somehow, a, like, an idea that women are supposed to save themselves until they find the right man, but men are supposed to be able to explore until they find the right woman. So I don't understand the math. So that in itself is misogynistic because that leaves a whole chunk of women that are meant just for exploration mm-hmm. until you find the right one. And what is this right one? Because that's another thing that's so fucking annoying mm-hmm. that we put out into society that a man is going to get his shit together when the right woman comes along. All the responsibility is on the woman to somehow be magic yeah. to make a child, a man child turn into a full grown man. Like that's not... Yeah, and it don't what always work. Happened. I didn't have the magic. <laughs> Two times I didn't have the fucking magic. I had no fucking magic. <laughs> you know, none. No magic. Mm-mm. Listen, I, I don't I know. Need some fairy dust or something. So you want some love fairy dust? Something. Just sprinkle something. Maybe over we me. can. Maybe s- I can um, get the magic. Maybe we should do a spell. Ooh, like a love spell. Can I pull you- it like out of my Wiccan book? Our house is so haunted. Did you just hear a dog bark? <laughs> Did we get a dog? It was a dog. I wanted a higher fence before I get a dog. It's a ghost dog. Uh, I'll take um, that. that. Happy Halloween. I will definitely take a ghost dog. Damn, I was about to ask you something, and now I can't remember what it was. I wasn't going to ask you your body count. Oh, shit. See? Damn. <laughs> Text me. <laughs> <laughs> you will. You wake up at three a.m. I know, and I'll, remember, I'll be like, oh, and then I'll see it at four, four fifteen. I'll be like, what? And then I'll remember. <laughs> so, first of all, we're gonna jump into a little bit of um, Love Is Blind because this is like one, not yet, but this is like one reality show that I've been able to really, really root. Besides Southern Charm, Southern Charm got you good too, but you've yeah. kind of lost interest now, which everyone has. the The newest season is bullshit. Yeah, but um, or was bullshit, but Love Is Blind has gotten you. Yeah, it it, it really is a tolerable, and there's not a lot of whining and fighting, you know. So but I'm interested. Before we dive into that. Um, last night, as soon as it came out, we watched the Hulu documentary called God Forbid, which, right, your face, you don't remember us? You guys see what the fuck I'm dealing with? Oh, man, I'll tell you. All right, just give me, just, come on, just give me. Farewell. He was. Oh my God! Yes, his yes, dad yes. was the founder of Liberty University. Yes, and Giancarlo. Giancarlo. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So yeah. this so, is a documentary is called God Forbid. I forgot the. Isn't it Jay? See, I was giving you shit for not remembering, and then I can't remember anything. G I A N. Giancarlo. Giancarlo. That one I remembered his name. I couldn't remember Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Falwell. His father was the founder of Liberty University, which is a Christian college in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I have some very interesting personal ties to it. Mm-hmm. So that will be fun. That we'll dive into eventually. Um, but this shit was fucked up. It's awful. So they run this Christian university. His dad, you have to watch it, honestly, because his dad is basically responsible for, for what it sounds to me, his dad pretty much came up with the idea of private christian schools yeah which but we all know also, are white schools he also is responsible you know for for beating it in 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 the ears of a lot of people about uh, abortion yeah. you know what i mean well all the shit that we don't uh, like oh. um and then his son jerry Fowell. so the story basically is that jerry um <laughs> and his wife they well, his wife is the one who. What the fuck was her name? Becky. Becky. I knew. I was for some reason it was a different one. So Becky. Becky approaches Giancarlo while her and her husband are staying at a hotel that Giancarlo worked at. She lets him know basically that she's interested. He's about twenty, 20. years younger than her. He's twenty years old. He's twenty years old. Um, she has children his age at mm-hmm. this time, and what Giancarlo finds out is that his. Her husband wants to watch them have sex, basically, right. like this 
this is their thing, this is their kink, and what happens and unfolds is a relationship between the three of them where Giancarlo is completely manipulated financially, emotionally, but all really the ways. Th- I mean, all I think- while this couple is out, you know, preaching the Bible, the gospel, and yeah. purity and pushing walls on other people. But it, it got all tied into with millions of dollars oh, and, yeah. and uh, property Y'all. and um, just, it, it got bad when it rolled around to uh, the Trump error. <laughs> yeah, so he was basically, he campaigned with Trump and he was at so many he of his rallies. He was his biggest support, his financial biggest, supporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So which is how them apples and there's some crazy shit that how, goes on yeah. at liberty university like the things that you can get fined for um but there's a lot of sexual assaults that go on on campus that get swept under the rug there are you can't drink you can't date you can't date you can get fined for um your clothing you can get these are all like monetary fines like you cash get, they're all cash, cash yes. values and you can also get and we just found out that if you do not pay these fines apparently they can hold you, your degree you, they can hold your degree yes and this could be anything from like you know kissing being called having sex well, but what they also like said, a 300 fine well a 300 fine i believe was for well it was equal because if you got caught raping someone on campus you paid the same amount of money as someone who like was caught drinking. Well, or you something. don't. You know, I don't think. I believe the girl gets charged for being drunk if she gets raped while drinking. Right. She gets but charged for right. consuming, consuming alcohol. alcohol on campus. Yep. But I think he probably gets an award. That is what it sounded like. Yeah. Not, I didn't an award that so. slipped by me. <laughs> I'm sure he gets he, his trophy. Yeah. And then they bring him on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it it's an interesting watch, but it truly gets deep. It it it's a deep dive down a dark hole when you see <laughs> how intertwined this twenty year old becomes in the Trump world. It is, and this is, and he had already made it clear that he didn't agree. He didn't align with the beliefs. Do you know what I mean? And he, he did still not got wrapped up in the not, mess and a lot of his money. Was, it, yeah, it was they discussing him financially. It was discussing racism. Uh, it, yeah, you know it, the education system, everything, yeah. everything mm-hmm. was involved. Um, yeah, it was pretty interesting, and it it says a lot too about the power dynamic and the imbalances in these types of relationships, and why people in their forties should not be involved with people. Like, you should not be interested in a twenty year old man. I, I'm sorry. I mean, and yeah. it's it's one thing honestly if it's a physical thing whatever you want to bang it out get it done but to wrap someone up in your life and wait it's so twisty turny it (laughs) it really is twisty turny they ended up getting blackmailed and then michael cohen gets involved michael cohen ends up blackmailing somebody else and then blackmailing the fallwells um but in the end jerry Turns on Becky. Oh yeah, throws his wife completely he under the bus. Throws her under the that bus. She was having all... an affair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. How Christian? Oh yeah. Well, you know, as wait, long as wait, he goes to confession, no love like Christian hate. Yeah. Is that what is? I mean, as long it? as he goes to confession, he'll be absolved. It's fine. It's not a big. I don't know why everybody makes a big deal out of this. Shit. I just lost power. In your in your mic. In my life, I, I am. You're nothing. <laughs> I'm deaf. <laughs> All right, spoiler alert, she is <laughs> I'm not <back>. deaf. Um, <laughs> it's a mess over my, here. Uh, yeah, my, I lost power. Oh, my God. Thank I, you. I called it. You did? I called it before we sat down. I knew. Well, then. <sighs> Man, I'm telling like you, my I prediction. charged it. My prediction sometimes. Yeah. Speaking of predictions, mm-hmm. let's roll right into Love is Blind because we are a wreck over here. So, no. I need my list. Let's talk about something we have notes on. Did you even bring your notes to the table? No, I don't even write any notes. You what had I, a book in your Yeah, hand. I only wrote their names. <laughs> so what? All right, so we're going to talk about Love is Blind. It is season three. They've released 10 episodes so far, so there is a good chance we're going to give away some spoilers. Just a little warning for anyone who hasn't watched or wants to watch. If you don't want to watch, whatever. I don't remember much of it, so I won't be giving <laughs> shit away. But She's full of it. <laughs> 
Um, so there was only two couples, though, that by the end of this session made it to the altar. Yeah. So what we did was we have made our predictions about what each... So anyone who doesn't... Let me back up. Back at the fuck up. So Love is Blind is a show on Netflix. The premise is that you fall in love with people without seeing them. Uh-huh. Love is Blind. So there are pods. I don't know how many because it eventually just gets narrowed down to the people that picked a couple. Right. I mean, there are five couples? At this point, I think there's five. So there's pods and you're in them and you can't see the person that you're talking to, but you spend days and days and days. And then the women live together. The men live together. But you get how many women? You date everyone. Yeah, exactly. So So everyone dates everyone until it kind of starts to narrow down. Who falls in love with who? Who falls in love with who? And then if you want to offer to get married so you can propose so what happens is the man is supposed to propose in the pod before you even see them and then you get a chance to see each other after you've agreed to marry them then after that you guys move into honeymoon suites for a week now the the kicker is once you're at the honeymoon suites all the couples get to meet each other Mm. so now all the people that you've developed some kind of connection or relationship with in addition to the person you've chosen you're now going to see them face to face yep. and that shit be fucking shit up. It is <laughs> Big because time. they're there for love is blind. Right. Right. And then they get to see everybody afterwards. Yeah. So there might be somebody you're more physically attracted to. And then that can totally cloud whatever you have going on. That girl you said, Hey, will you marry me? So this happened <laughs> So one of the couples that made it to the altar, and we already know their their chosen fate, was um, Raven and SK. Yeah. But when Raven and SK were in the pods, Raven also had a connection with Bartise. Mm-hmm. Remember? Bartise is shady as fuck. How do you feel about him? I didn't see his answer, right? We didn't get to see his answer. No. So they left so us I'm on still a, unsure about Bartise. I don't They left us I on don't a cliffhanger like of Bartise and Nancy at the altar. Right. So so Bartise is uh, 25, first of all. Too young to even be on um, this show. And he 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 shows you. He And he even shows Nancy how shallow he is. Yeah. And he says things to her that are absolutely horrid yeah you know what i mean like hey you know it was raven right like yeah. raven's body is like a 10 and that's where you know if you know I, out like that's who i would really be he picking. said to her if we were out at a bar and people saw me and raven together that makes sense that to makes them sense. like if we were walking through the mall people would be like oh that couple makes sense like that's really like what you're facing you. yeah he's a real jerk how do you feel about the concept of people saying they have a type or do you feel like you have a type physically i used to yeah i yeah i definitely did and i believe that i've lost out i probably lost out on a lot of really good connections or maybe even relationships because i went for a type same and i um and i chose badly (laughs) oopsie no same i've definitely there have been things that i you know wasn't able to overlook like sorry Chose bit again, sorry. Um, yeah, like things I wasn't able to, like height or, but, but where Bartise is coming from is very fucking 25 years old because he goes on to say that, like he says the thing about making sense and then he goes on to say in one of the other episodes that when he was sending pictures to like his, his group chat or whatever, when they were on the honeymoons, that his friends were kind of like, Ooh, oh, what are you doing, bro? And I told her this. <sighs> Listen, we're going to get to that part. My bad. No, 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 it's okay. But I want to definitely touch on that part next. But so his friends kind of got into his head and he was like, if they don't think she's attractive, maybe I don't think she's attractive. And I have, I know men who do this. Like they date women just so that their friends will be like, oh, bro, she's really hot. Mm -hmm. But like once that's over, what else is there? Right. It's so weird. So how do you feel about having conversations with your actual partner that they're that they are not your physical type. Do you think? What do you think? Well, I'm. You know, I would hope that I would be as verbal as Nancy was. I would hope that I would just turn around and say, "Why are you here? Like, what are you doing? Like, 
how can you say that to me? It would hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. I would not be able to recover from that. They are not the only couple going through this, too, which is interesting because Cole and Zay are going through it as well because Cole has said he described one of the other women in the show, Colleen, as a 10 out of 10. But then to Zay, he said that she was like an 8 out of 10. And he's like, you should you should feel honored, you know, because 80% of women, I'd put them under a 6. But I said that you, my fiancé, are an 8. Like, in what world do people think these things are necessary to say to a woman? Like, am I crazy to feel like these are things that should not never cross their minds? I don't think so. How would a man feel? There's no, I wouldn't have got away with that. <laughs> I could not imagine saying, I couldn't imagine saying that to someone. It just seems that so That I'm telling that mean. I love them. Because it's not I only... can't. I can't imagine saying, I love you, but, you know. Um, You're not my ideal physically. Physically, yeah, you know. Uh, you just, just don't got that booty I want. <laughs> the way that that chips at someone's self-confidence is awful. Now it's making me think that I put the wrong answer down in my list. Oh, for your predictions? Mm -hmm. I know. What did you predict for Bartise and Nancy? I I predicted that Bartise was a no, that he's not going to do it. Although he keeps saying, I'm, you know, I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I just, even though he got them permanent bracelets. Well, a bracelet's not permanent. Um, (laughs) Basically. I'm just Um, saying. I know know he got them. No, I, I, I said a no for him, and I said a yes for her. Same. Well, she did say yes already. We just don't know what he's going to say. Right. We could Google it, but I don't want to. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I said yes for her, and I'm sad that she said yes. And then plot twist. So SK and Raven, mm. I had said that Raven was going to say no, and SK was going to say yes, but I was wrong. SK said, we both, we were sitting there, and we're like, what? Like, we could not believe that SK ended this. And the fucked up thing is, here's another thing I want to touch on because SK came into this experiment knowing that he got a full ride to grad school at Berkeley. So this season of Love, Love is Blind is based in Dallas. And that's one of the pros of Love is Blind. Everyone lives in the same city. So it's mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. the other dating shows where you fall in love and now you have to relocate to be together. But he got a full ride to Berkeley for grad school, which is fucking amazing. And he's studying engineering, which in the long term is basically like an investment, right? If you mm-hmm. choose that person to be your partner, you're right. investing in their future and what they're going to do with their life. Yeah. But at the same time, to come on a show, to get married, knowing you're about to leave for two years and, and then base your decision one of, marriage, of the reasons right because she didn't want to move with she him. wouldn't compromise to move how'd you feel about that i thought that was rude <laughs> i i was surprised he surprised me he i surprised had no idea i think he surprised his mother as well his mother seemed very upset uh-huh. very upset yeah but i'm glad i'm glad he did it but you know and and where raven is concerned though i didn't i didn't like her i didn't in the she beginning threw me off and i i i felt bad like i owe her an apology raven i owe you an apology <laughs> i i read you wrong and I, and I judged her she came off very so raven is a pilates instructor mm-hmm. right so just to give you an idea physically what this woman raven was. is then, beautiful beautiful, her beautiful face beautiful hair um, but banging body <laughs> during one of her conversations, I think with Bartise, when she was in the pods, she was like doing jumping jacks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She was very over the top and yeah. she comes off vapid and we, you were wondering, you're like, was she in this for TV? Like, why is she really here? She, at first it didn't seem like she was there for genuine love. And then as it went on, SK comes across so transparent and so genuine that it makes her seem even less so. But then after everything took place, after he rejected her, she was so wonderful, so graceful. But she had even made those changes you could see in her body language and everything. She really prior, fell in love with him. Yeah. yeah, prior to. Because, you know, if, if you remember, Batiste let her know the instant he said, I'm not going to ask you, someone else is on my mind, she was like, yeah, I don't want you either. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, and I get it. I'd have been like that too. So what? I ain't even here for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> she didn't even just, it wasn't even that. She like launched into a whole speech. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the so, reasons why Bartiz wasn't the right guy for her. Yeah. So, and then when he doubled down, like when they all met and he finally <sighs> saw her in person, obviously we know he went back to Nancy to tell her how hot Raven is and that he made a mistake. Yeah. But then he goes to Raven and tells her that he finds her attractive. And she's like, no fucking thank you. Didn't yes. you notice that I was engaged? Yeah. And she, and that's what Another Matt, thing that and that is what Matt wanted See, from Colleen. That is what Matt wanted from Colleen. But, so, okay, so Colleen and Matt are another couple. Colleen and Cole have this weird chemistry thing going on. Only on Cole's end. Colleen doesn't seem interested. I don't think. I guess we won't find out. But Matt is... Colleen does not seem interested. She doesn't. But Matt's behavior is borderline abusive. So it's like, I can't root for this either. Like, he, they got into an argument because she was talking to Cole, and she was very transparent with Matt about the conversation that happened with Cole. But she agreed with Cole that she found Cole attractive. Do you know what I mean? She's right. like, yes, Cole, you're right. I do find you attractive. And Matt was pissed off by that. And out in a bar, you would be a guy that I would approach. That I would approach. Matt took that as a jab, as saying maybe that she was more interested in Cole than him. I, that's not what it was. It wasn't until Matt, I mean, it wasn't until Cole fucking confirms this that Matt backs off. But prior to that, he had like, they were in the bathroom and he's yelling at her. And I don't know. I'm just getting icky, icky vibes from Matt. Matt has a fucked up past too, because he was the one who had a high school sweetheart that he was with. And then they got married when they were 19. And then when they were 24, he found out she had been cheating on him and she got pregnant by by the guy that she was cheating with. Yeah. So he's all fucked up. And yeah, Matt definitely is. I don't remember what I wrote down for him, and I because I left my notes in the other room. I had wrote down that th- I think Matt. So we can say our predictions. See, I think I think Matt is a no. You have it in your phone. You took a picture. Um, well, that was before I made. Oh, changes. you changed some. I don't some know answers. if I don't know if I changed that, but let me see. I had put down that I think Matt and Colleen are both going to say yes, but they're not going to stay together. That shit ain't going to work, and uh, I don't want it to work. So yeah, my prior. What I what I have down is Matt. I have both a yes for both of them. A yes for both. But of after them. seeing their last conversation, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. And then the final one, Cole and Zay. Like Cole is a man child, and Zay is in the position. And so many women do this. I've done it. So, like if you're in a relationship with someone and they are not the person you are looking for, if you have to make changes to them to get them to be where you want them or what you want out of you're in the wrong relationship yeah just find someone who wants the same things that you do find someone who's as clean as you are like don't but we need to stop trying to mold and change each other right right it's not sustainable Mm -hmm. and then as you grow you know it just makes things worse and and i think one of the things that really caught me was there they keep talking about first of all help me with the timeline how long of a term is this that they've actually I been re- i honestly do not know i feel like they're I mean, in the pods months? for two weeks i think the whole thing is three weeks three months total okay so you're talking about could three months total. it might not even be that long and every conversation they have yeah, the love of my life they talk about how much they've already gotten through yeah they haven't so been back to work they haven't had to juggle schedules. No. They haven't had to juggle money. They haven't seen each other hungry and tired. Right, and- right. They haven't been out with family and friends drinking and intermixing. So, but they've been through so much and they've, they've recovered from it's it. them against they've the world. They've grown from it. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be an ass, but I'm now in my 50s. Right. You see how and silly And you know is. what? I, I hope love is blind. I you, hope so. You know, I really do. But you, you got a lot more coming in marriage. Ooh, I'm excited for it. What was your prediction for uh, Zane Cole? Do you remember? Hmm. No, I don't remember. Uh, I put Cole as a yes. Okay. And Zay as a no. I have the same thing. I have Cole as a yes, Zay as a no. And we got everybody because, you know, SK and Raven didn't work out. That was sad. Oh, th- I wanted to show you this now what that I'm looking me? at pictures. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. My <laughs> thoughts and prayers. God. Well, on that note, <laughs> our thoughts and prayers to all of you. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We apologize 
for uh, last week, but like I said, the Philadelphia fucking Phillies. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. On being World Series champions. Okay. <laughs> Let's. I don't even you know what's crazy is that there's a game happening. We're recording. I will not comment on any of the sports because I will not be held responsible that I am not a watcher. I had no right to jinx them. <laughs> I remember a year. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out on this. And it was hysterical. And I did it. But I remember the a year that my girlfriends invited me out, and I think it was the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know. And I went to this to this place, and you were like, "You can't." I'm like, "I need an Eagles shirt. I need this." You're like, "No, no, 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 no. You can't do this." <laughs> and you made me a shirt to go out that night, and it said, "I'm only here for the buffet." That's right. <laughs> I was not allowed. Well. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to uh, to jinx anything. I don't know. You have me nervous. Like I talk music, but the Phillies are going to win. Okay, girl. I'm not trying to make you nervous. I'm just saying I will not make any comments. Yeah. You just pipe on down. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at keep over sharing. It also has, you know, the new design stuff we have coming out, which right now is pretty Philly heavy, but (laughs) good night. I'll just imagine how rough my day is going to be tomorrow from being up so late. It's like 9 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. We all have our struggles. (laughs) Bye, guys.